All right. Okay, so we, first off, congratulations again for getting your new job. Thank you. <laughs> and that uh, um, you're in a place where there are old folks. My, my grandmother actually uh, started her facility in 1946 and that she was one of the very first places in the state of North Carolina to actually get a license. I think her license was license number 11. So that's uh, been our number for all of those years. Oh. My grandmother kind of retired because she uh, hooked my mom into quitting her job in 1972 when my mom was in her 50s and then she went and stayed uh, as administrator. I think, in fact, she's still listed as administrator uh, in uh, the registry of administrators. And she's 97 now because they don't have any. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but I, I am too. So um, when I was a monk in North Carolina, I actually used North Carolina as my home port or residence to stay in that area. Because um, basically, my my mom was in residence there, uh, living within the the distance that they required, uh, and most of the staff was doing everything. But all of the real administrative work I was doing kind of on the side when I was a monk. Uh huh. Um, but when it came time to take over the payroll, that's when I said enough. <laughs> and that was the time to disrobe but at that time mom had had a really bad uh automobile accident um and um so getting back to the whole point about elderly people i've been around them i've been around them a lot when i was uh 13 years old we put the rest uh to rest my great great grandmother who died at the age of 101. Oh. <laughs> then her daughter died in her 90s, but we know who and why because she had a colonostomy and people don't survive those for many years. Uh, but then her daughter, she had four daughters. All of them but one lived past 100 years old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the one who died at 97 didn't make it. She was accused of being an infant death. Because <laughs> so she didn't make it to the mark that all of her other family had been setting, which was the 100 mark. Well, here my mom now, my current, you know, my living mom is 97 and she's just stepping right up. <laughs> Elderly people, yeah, in the family as well as having a, um, a, a, a long-term care facility is what it's formally called in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've had quite a lot of experience with them over the years for my whole life as well as having it been um, kind of also an academic interest of geriatrics. Uh-huh. So uh, coming from that position and now understanding that the Dhamma fits exactly right in there. Okay. <laughs> and, this, and this is how uh, the Dhamma uh, works in that. 
Um, have you ever heard of the Brahma Viharas? Yeah. Okay, this is where we're going with that, all right? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, the way of treating geriatric patients, we want to actually do the Brahma Viharas with them kind of all the time. Mm -hmm. And take them out of the world that they uh, are uh, coming from, living in, and that their parents and their children and other people that come to visit them try to push them back into, which uh, is yeah. their past. Yeah, yes. To try to push mm -hmm. them back into their past and everything that we know about uh, Buddha Dasa, or excuse me, uh, uh, Buddha Dhamma is for us to stay out of the past. Yeah, okay. Because that's the source of all of our bad feeling. Mm. Now, uh, uh, elderly people generally have nothing left to do but to reminisce in the past. Mm. Unless we can find ways of keeping them focused on the present moment, on the here now. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is something that needs to be um, actually now to take on as part of your profession. Mm -hmm. yeah. Start helping these people to stay in the present moment rather than pining for the future because they really don't have a future. They've already, the only thing they really have left is the present moment. Let's mm -hmm. find a way for these people to really get the best benefit out of that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because mm -hmm. the only future they've got is death, and, that's, and mm -hmm. death has not yet come. So that is not, but a lot of people are like that. They get morose over the fact that the body gets old, the body gets sick, mm. and that uh, uh, normal people, uh, the younger ones, don't really understand that. Mm. It takes someone who's been in geriatrics care and see the difficulties of the body, and then when that guy gets old, now he really knows about it. That old age, yes, <laughs> the Buddha was really big on old age. Yeah, <laughs> that that the body begins to slow down. It doesn't do what they want it to do anymore, and that then what that means is that unless we're wise to it. We recognize that, wait a minute, I used to be able to do this and I can't do it anymore. And so we feel a sense of loss, a loss of abilities, the loss of their freedom. They, I mean, they're, they, in a way, they're in prison. Mm. And that prison has two kind of bars. One is the fact that their body has already gotten themselves into the point that they just simply can't walk out of the place. Mm. And yeah. so, in a way, they're kind of prisoners there. Yeah. And we have to find a way of changing it then from a prison of not wanting to be there into their home. That this is really the home now. This is the best place for them. Uh -huh. And so, helping them to understand that. That's the quality then of helping them become in be here now. Is mm. basically what all of this is about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because mm. the body is failing, yes, but right now it's okay. Yeah. You're sitting here in an easy chair and you're enjoying your life. Yeah. And so with this mentality, we can now do uh, uh, the skillfully to deal with these people at, at that level of communication. Because as you were saying, your job is to not to change their diapers and your job is to uh, is not is not your job to give them medicine no 
that those are other people's jobs. You, mm-hmm. as a social worker, you already know what jobs you have. And mm-hmm. now that you've got the Dhamma, you've got a really beautiful way of actually applying that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in that regard, you want to make sure that everyone there, even the grumpy ones, mm-hmm. are your best friend. Yeah. Mm. That everybody is your best friend. Mm. Each one of them in turn. Whenever, whoever you're with, they're your best friend. Yeah. Mm. And this is, this is meta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there are bumper stickers that have a quote from the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that quote is, uh, kindness and friendliness is my religion. Uh-huh. Okay. That's how he says it. So, the, so our religion becomes, am I, am I Buddhist? No. My, Buddhist, my, my, uh, my religion is kindness. Mm, yeah. Friendship. Yeah. And I've had to make some major changes in my life because when I was young, I was not kind and I was not friendly. I was competitive. And not only was I competitive, I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a lot of enemies along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this t- takes a change of perspective. Mm. So when you're there, this is not a job for you anymore. You're, if anything, you're cha- you're getting paid for being a friend. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when I used to work on the floor before, I I thought about it like that. I, I did when I yeah. So I'm trying to do it now too, but it's a little di- different perspective now for me, and I'm not used to it that kind of position so yeah right <laughs> so this is this is actually meta in action mm-hmm. and when you're doing it this way it really is a brahma vihara mm. yeah. you know what the word brahma vihara means uh, mm, not really no okay the word vihara actually is the same uh, is the word that is in sri lanka is used for a lot and that in Thailand, the word what is nothing but Bihara with an axe <laughs> cutting out the word. <laughs> okay, uh, and basically um, the Bihara, uh, the root part of it is Hara. And the word Hara then means the heart. Okay. Or another way uh, would be home or the inner core. And the word be, like in vipassana, it means into or going in. So this is in the heart or in the home. And so this is the word then that is used now for the watch, which is the home of the monk. But it's also the home of the Dhamma. Okay. This this Mm. is the core of it. Mm. Now there's another way that we use, uh, or the other word is Brahma. And the word Brahma can be used in several different ways. The way here that we're actually using it here is high quality or high class. Because that's the way that the, Brahma, uh, that the Buddha would use the word. Okay. When he would talk about recluses and Brahman. And he also talks about it just like the word Aryan or noble. It's not a, a matter of birth. 
it's a matter of one's mind. Mm. So you can think of almost interchangeably the word Aryan and the word Brahman in the sense of, of noble. Mm-hmm. Now, I can also be thought of as uh, uh, a Brahma in the sense of, of the God, and the Brahma Vihara would then be the home of gods. But we have to be careful not to get too magical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there is not, no need for magic in that, but we can still understand it that this is what we mean as an ideal or a godly position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the where would the God, if we did have real gods, where would they live? Mm-hmm. And so, a way that you could say that then is uh, the English language word would, that would be equivalent to this would be heaven. Mm hmm. So the Brahma Viharas is actually the heaven that we can create on earth. Mm. And that the foundation of that is, in fact, meta-friendliness. Yeah, okay. Mm. Can you imagine a Christian heaven where people in heaven are not getting along, that there's racism, there's uh, uh, robbery, there's uh, 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 consternation, warfare? No. <laughs> well... The guys who invented the place yeah. so because uh, uh, Lucifer uh, was thrown uh-huh. out. I'm not, I'm not very well oriented in the Christian tradition, to be honest. So I don't know that much. Yeah, That's I, just, I just, part, of the, that's I just, just part of the tradition, though. Here's yeah. the point that I'm making. Uh-huh. And that is, is that um, a lot of people have even the wrong idea about heaven in the sense that um, this guy is forgiven for his sin, and therefore when he dies, he goes to heaven, and everyone that's like that. But when they get to the heaven, are they the same person as they were? If they are, then whatever they were doing badly on the, in, on the planet Earth, when they get to heaven, they'll behave badly there also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. I haven't been very interested because I never understood those things. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> in kind of a way, it was a mutual deal, but in kind of another way, I was actually kicked out of Christianity. Uh-huh. That happened when I was 16. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I told him that I wasn't going to go to school anymore or go to uh, um, go to Sunday school anymore or vacation Bible school anymore. And the preacher's reaction to that was. (laughs) 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 Because I asked those kind of questions. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So anyway, back to the uh, to the point that no, when we're talking about the Brahma Viharas, we're talking about a, a a kind of heavenly state that would be really the home of the gods, mm-hmm. without all the riffraff of the earth climbing on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it really is a heavenly state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, um, or we can think of this as um, not. Or all of the riffraff piling on board either um, um, a magical heaven, 
nor on this high quality that we're actually referring to when we're using the word Brahma. This is high quality, Aryan. Mm. Um, when we think of it in, in uh, politics, we'll use words like statesman. Because mm -hmm. yeah. a statesman is a politician who is no longer in politics. He's actually now more interested in the benefit and the welfare of the world rather than his political party anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, another way of talking about it is having being free of conflicts of interest. Mm -hmm. And that's an important one because generally when we find um, people in, in woeful states, they are inviting you into their woeful state. Yeah. Which is then going to be causing a conflict in your own mind. Yeah. This is what we mean by sympathetic vibrations. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, we can we can talk about it uh, almost in magical terms uh, of of music, um, or we can think of it in instinctual terms. But that um, we go along to get along, or we be, we join a herd. We do things like everybody else does. I because usually that's what's expected. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I haven't been doing that in my life. I did the no, but you were going to be doing with people who do. What? We're we're but you're going to now be dealing with people all day long who do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is not this is no longer about you, Agnes. No. This is about. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. This is how to take those marvelous, beautiful skills that you've been developing and put them to good use. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> trying. Yeah. And so all of those other people are going to be do going along to get along. Mm -hmm. When their family asks them how they're doing, they'll think about it and tell them. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so our job now is just to keep them out of that kind of stuff, to keep them out of thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about, in fact, in, in a way of teaching them that each one of them's job there now is to cheer up their own friends there. And this is how we set the wildfire. Uh, now I didn't. Uh, I didn't get that. What did you okay, say? Okay, let's go yeah. over it again. Yeah. <laughs> As you're making friends with each one of these people, yeah, we're going to start taking their mentality out of what the herd mentality or going along to getting along and all of the other stuff that we can label as dukkha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And give them now each one, let us say the old lady that's sitting right here, you're going to give her a new job. Mm -hmm. And her new job is just to cheer up the lady beside her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that it begins to spread that mm -hmm. you're going to actually not just be mm -hmm. friends, mm -hmm. but you're going to teach them how to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this actually has uh, the qualities of all of the Brahma Viharas, especially the first three, because in order to do this requires a whole lot of compassion. Mm 
-hmm. You really have to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to find where the, the, the mental thorns are in a way so that we can take them out of that state. Yeah. And so um, the important part about compassion is, is to see the other person suffering without jumping in. Yeah. A lot of people, that's what they think compassion is. In fact, the word itself even points in that direction. Mm -hmm. it, the word calm is a, a Latin yeah. and, and it goes compassion or with passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> When someone is passion, don't go join their passion. No, I, I see that a lot. It's, <laughs> I see it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm. And that fits right along then with uh, the quality of mudita, mm -hmm. which is the uh, the whole point of all of this, the sympathetic joy. Mm. That if you go there to spread joy, other people will pick up on it. Mm. It's yep. like a fire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you give someone your fire, now they have that fire, but you haven't put your fire out. Mm. It's not like money. If I give somebody a dollar, they've got a dollar, but I don't. Mm -mm. Okay. okay. But if I give someone a smile, they get mm. that smile, but I don't lose it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the way that we spread things. This it is really that we're going it really works. It, it does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And so spreading the joy to these people mm -hmm. is uh, going to have the quality also that they begin also to spread it among themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can give them <clears throat> friendly directions to do that as a psychologist or as the uh, sociologist on the floor, you could go over to one of your friends and say, you know, that old lady over there really needs cheering up. I bet yeah. you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you go around like that, because they'll, um, mostly it's going to be women there. How many uh, uh, residents do you have in that facility? Oh, I think around 45 or so. And how many men and how many women? I'm not sure. It's, I, no, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but it, there's a lot of women, yes. Yeah, mostly yeah. women. Yes. Us men, us men, when we don't like stuff, we croak. Yeah, okay. <laughs> women keep going for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this may be a good point to, to mention that that there are two times in a man's life that is so stressful that it kills many of them. Uh -huh. And that's when he retires and when his wife dies. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. If if a uh, husband dies, the wife, she, are, she still has her children, she has her family, she's got reasons to keep on going. Yeah. But generally, when the guy... Uh, loses his wife, she was everything to him. Mm. Now he's got no reason to live on. Yeah. The same thing with a job, and that when they retire, now they've got no reason or purpose to live anymore. Mm. Their whole job, their whole life was mixed up with that job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in, in this regard, you've got kind of a special problem with the guys. Okay, yeah. 
Because generally the guys that are going to be in a facility like that have lost both of those things and they have still survived. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, but that it makes sense, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so they really need cheering up. Yeah. Mm. And they're probably competitive more than the women were anyway. Mm. Yeah. And so you've got a kind of a special job with the guys. You won't have so many of them, but each one of them will feel like, oh, God, this is so much work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting this guy cheered up is a real chore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so this is the way that we're going to uh, work with that is that um, you can, I'm not trying to cause any romances at all. That's not the point of this. And in fact, many states, and I guess but, uh, the federal government and supposedly Swedish government would also really look down on it. So mm -hmm. this is not what I'm proposing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but rather, there are going to be interactions between the men and the women at, uh, at the facility. Let's make sure that it's either not predatory mm. or competitive. Mm. And, yeah. and so uh, you, you might want to, um, in your own mind, without telling them, kind of direct two or three or, or so women towards one guy mm. to say, hey, if, can you go cheer that guy up? Mm. Kind yeah. of like a conspiracy. Hey, can you guys go get that guy cheered up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it takes an extra lot of work to do it. And so since you're getting all the gals into being friends with each other, they can also uh, sort of uh, team up on some of these old men who get into such sad sack states. Mm. Yeah. So I've, I've been around elderly. I've been around them a lot. And I understand that, uh, especially if um, after retirement, because you, you're not going to find anybody, <laughs> there's no man going to go live at your facility if he's got a job. Not a scam. No. <laughs> Every one of them has felt that sense of loss, felt that mm -hmm. sense of uh, purpose or worth. Mm. And so we're going to have, as a, and you know exactly what to do with this as a sociologist, is find some value and some worth, especially for the men. Mm. They yeah. need maybe a hobby mm. or maybe even a discussion group from time to time mm. yeah. that could be mixed. But getting the guys engaged with something other than their own misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do that a lot. They try to, not especially the way you're describing it. That's a good idea. It's a great idea to do it. Yeah, but they try to, um, to do something uh, like this. Yeah. To, well, that's, that's only natural. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm talking about, let's put an extra uh, yeah. energy that's built into... Yeah. All of this human knowledge that has been accumulated with the Dhamma and with psychology and with sociology, we know what to do with these folks now. Mm. Mm. We know that if we follow this Brahma Vihara, 
that we can uh, use that to apply all of the stuff that we know in sociology. Mm, yeah. Oftentimes we know it intellectually in sociology, but don't have quite the method of putting it together. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. But now with the, with the strong intention, no, the first job, or, the, or let us say the tip of the spear, <clears throat> is a smile. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the blade of the spear is joy to get them going. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, and once we can get them uh, joyful, mm. now we can get better information out of them. Mm. If yeah. you ask them when they're in a bad state how they're doing, it'll make them feel worse. Mm, yeah. But if someone's in a really, really good state, and yeah. you tell them, yeah, you look really good right now, I bet it doesn't hurt today as much as it did before, and, and this kind of thing, so that we can begin to really get them in a state yeah. that this day is worth living joyfully. Yeah. yeah. And I might try it again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To give them something in that regard to to look forward to, but only a little bit. Yeah. To look forward to. So our job, our only job is to get that guy cheered up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so when people begin to look at it from that perspective, that will give them meaning and joy in life mm-hmm. takes them out of the past, takes them away from their dreary future yeah. and, and gives them uh, a very wholesome job to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and all of this is laid right out there in, in the sutras with especially this quality of mudita, of sympathetic joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, the first job then that you have is uh, to go in there and to be able to keep your own joy, to keep your own smile, mm-hmm. recognizing that from time to time there's going to be a lot of effort put in. Yes. Maybe even they team up on you to get you miserable. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sometimes it feels a little, do I dare to smile? <laughs> yeah. But you can do that. You can man- maintain and manage your own joy. Mm-hmm. And and then you can literally set the place on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's my task. You, you can, you can some... wake this place up because most of yeah. these places, especially with Corona-19, mm-hmm. everyone is in a shut down type yeah. mentality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's afraid right now, and mm-hmm. so uh, we can take them out of those fears and and into uh, friendliness, into joy. Yeah. Mm. Only takes one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like one person having coronavirus can make the whole place infected. Well, only one joyful person is all we need. If they can maintain their joy, yeah. They can affect the whole place, especially in a position with you like you are in your position and with your knowledge. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to do the best of that. Uh, I'll figure figure out some, yeah, I'll 
I'll try to do. Um, that was valuable to hear. Thank you. <laughs> what you said. <clears throat> it also uh, strengthens my own um, kind of approach, what I have been doing in a way, perhaps not very uh, aware of that, but it felt good and, and I could see that people started feeling good around me too. So when I was doing those things, so yeah, <laughs> before when I worked mm -hmm. on the floor, yeah. So okay, well then you were only semi-conscious of it. Now you're yeah. fully woke. You're waking yeah. up. You are, you've got it. You know what you're doing now. Yeah. Because, and you can see it happen. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the difference. Because sometimes when I came to work, they said, oh, here comes Agnes to, to this evening we're going to laugh. <laughs> Everyone was really <laughs> joyful. Yeah, so that was, I, I really liked that a lot. So mm -hmm. uh, I'll try to do it now. Yeah, it's very much needed on every level. At every level it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so just to try to get it in there. Yeah, so, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, do you yeah. have any? I think we fairly well covered this. The only one, by the way, that we haven't covered of the Brahma Viharas is what is called Upeka. Mm -hmm. Upeka has a different quality that I should tell you about mm -hmm. than a lot of people understand. You you probably uh, know Upeka. What, what do you think is the... Uh, the definition of opeka that you have heard before. What I'm thinking about now is equanimity. Yes, okay, but what does that word mean? I never heard that word until I heard Buddhism. Okay, well, I'm not, well, uh, the way I understand, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but it, it may be about what I feel sometimes, but I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> some kind of um, steadiness. I, I, I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Okay. Now, uh -huh. here, here's the point: is is that a lot of people can get into a state of equanimity when they're in seclusion, and everything else is, in fact, stable. The floor yeah. is stable, nobody's coming in and yelling and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the uh, uh, Upeka that is probably part of the Brahma Viharas, it's not stable. Mm -hmm. is, um, so I'll introduce it in a new way. I'll use the word sea legs. I was thinking you talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. Sea legs, because you see, when a uh, ship is at, at port, when it's tied up, anybody can come on and walk all over the place. They've got no problem. But if that ship goes out to sea, some of those people will, will be heaving over the side. They'll be, uh, you know, uh, they look like they're going to take a step and they walk all the way across to the other side of the ship. And sometimes they fall down and the old sailors are just standing there laughing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
And that's especially true with yachtsmen because on a yacht, this is small. So you really do have to have sea legs when you're on a yacht. Mm-hmm. A tin can or a destroyer, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An aircraft carrier, same as land, basically. It very rarely gets to the point that you need sea legs. But on a yacht, yeah, you have to have sea legs. And a lot of the sea legging then has also to do with looking at uh, and grasping hold of the nearest support. Mm. Yeah. So that you can maintain <clears throat> your stability. Mm-hmm. That's the quality now that we're looking for that you can take onto the to the floor of of the uh, the facility. It's like recognizing you're at sea now. The floor, yeah. the water is choppy. Yeah. <laughs> and that you're going to be able to maintain your sea legs. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay in that balance, even though the floor is not balanced, even yeah. though they're... <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so this is a better way of looking at the uh, uh, equanimity, is that it is a, um, it's an active or dynamic balance mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that keeps the scales balanced, even though the pedestal of the scale may in fact be swinging around. The items on the scale still maintain their balance. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Another way of thinking about it then, uh, you probably have heard or maybe even know about gyroscopic. We used to play with gyroscopes when I was a kid. Basically, it's a heavy object that you can get spinning very fast. And then it wants to maintain that, that it's hard to turn it this direction or that direction. I can actually feel that with hard drives, being a computer guy, I'm willing to be the guy who will pick up a hard drive while it's still in operation. Okay. I'm not very technically oriented, so I don't don't even get that joke. (laughs) When you you do pick up a hard drive, that while the spindle is spinning at either 44 or, I use 54 or 72 or 10,000 RPM, it is a, uh, it's a platter and it's got some help to it and it is spinning really fast. So it becomes gyroscopic. Ah, okay. And so when you pick up that hard drive this way, you can pick it straight up if it's spinning around like this, but you yeah. cannot turn that drive this way uh, without significant resistance. My, what an interesting thing that is. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is the gyroscopic action. Now, we can think of, uh, use that analogy back to equanimity. That mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like when you get up to speed, you're like a gyroscope. You do not bend to the whims of uh, the world, that you're able to maintain your stability. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about with equanimity. You become like a gyroscope or like you have sea legs. Okay. Uh-huh. So, that, so that those folks, their bad feelings don't bother you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that has been... Uh my big question before i called you the first time that's what i have been trying to figure out for so long how to do this because i used to get affected by it and even if i managed to 
to still to be in the situation inside i became it became very like a turmoil or something i mm -hmm. i didn't know you know how to um well you know i bet that over time just kind of naturally you have been developing the skill of gaining these sea legs yeah, the I more think, joy you have for yourself, yeah. then the easier it is for you to maintain that joy when something comes by to try to knock it down. Yes. Yeah. And it's also this. You're yeah. really going to get tested now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You're walking into a situation to where you have 45 misery guts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And their relatives and friends. <laughs> That's even the worst part of it, right? Is that yeah. all the relatives are miserable too. <laughs> yeah. I already experienced that. There, there is a lot around the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't looked it up recently, but I thought about it just recently. Uh, the Latin phrase is. Uh, Illegit uh, illegitimus uh, carborundum. Uh, now, the word carborundum here is used in the sense of like a, a grinding wheel. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that, in fact, I've, I've heard that connection, uh, 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 carborundum, uh, a Latin word that's used in the sense of grinding. Uh, uh now I'm not sure about grind. The English grind, grind, grind means like sandpaper of of uh, polishing oh, no. or taking a surface piece and taking okay. it down, mm -hmm. making it smaller. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, with wood, you would use a plane, but mm. with metal, you would use a a, a, a carborundum. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, okay. now I know. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And illegiti is actually translated humorously in the English as uh, bastard. It means the illegitimate. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And what this Latin phrase means is don't let the bastards grind you down. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or don't let mm. those things that are not really legitimate mm. grind you down. Yeah. This is another part or another way of expressing this issue about um, uh, equanimity or having sea legs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Or having that gyroscopic quality in the sense that you're very slow. Okay. So in this regard, don't let things that are not appropriate to do to grind you down. Yeah. If you're going to get ground down, let it be something real. And I right now can't think of anything that's real enough to grind you down. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Everything else is illegitimate. It yeah. does not it does not work. It does not compute. It does not do the job. So don't let it try to grind you down. That's um, another way of looking at the equanimity or upeka. Mm. Upeka is, it kind of means ungrindable. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also perhaps to be uh, aware of this, because sometimes I find myself suddenly, it has been grinding perhaps for, <laughs> for a while, and then suddenly I'm into something. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I try to stay aware of things and try to keep the joy and... That's exactly, exactly, exactly uh -huh. the right thing to do. Uh-huh, okay. Remember. Remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to wake yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So anyway, as a final with all of this, congratulations on your new job. I see that you have quite a lot of really good, wholesome, valuable things for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, you will be out there giving a lot of good gifts. I hope so. <laughs> I'll do my best. Well, <laughs> enjoy uh, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. Don't judge it as this is best or almost best or this no, is not good no. enough. No, <laughs> no I, I do uh, do my best to remember. Okay. Yeah, okay. to do it. That's what I meant. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Sometimes all right. Well, I forget. that's a skill that you've already been developing, and we've been, as you know, we, you've been at it for a few years now. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now it's time to really put it to work and put yeah. it to good use. Mm -hmm. Yes. So don't let them grind you down. You keep that equanimity. You keep that joy, yeah. and be. Make sure that everyone there is your very best friend whenever they're around you. Yeah. Mm hmm Yeah. That, 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 uh, that was a good thing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm If I hadn't brought this up, it would have been there kind of laying around and in the back of the mind. But now that I pick it up and rattle it in your face and say my shaman words, yeah. You get the point. You get winky, yeah. winky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this friendship stuff is really important. Yeah, it really is. It's the it's uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, this Thank has been you. a good talk. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too, a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, bye. Happy, happy Brahma Vihara. Yeah. <laughs> you.